and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dave, and uh, today we're going to be talking to the Fuzz. We're going to be talking to the militia of Empire, who are the uh, law enforcement um, type people. And we're here with Kay and Peter. Um, hello, everyone. Hello. Um, so, who wants to start with maybe just telling us a brief overview of what the militia are at Empire? Okay, so, do you want to, oh, Peter, do you want to start? Sorry, sorry. Um, so, I think... It's it's quite a strange one because I've been with the militia longer than longer than most, and also not as much as some because of my health enforced absences. Um, but it's it's been strange to see it change quite a lot. Um, definitely in the beginning, it was a lot more rough and tumble. Whatever needs to to be done gets done, and it's transitioned um, much to my relief over to a far more let's let's get the right info let's get the right paperwork in order um probably not shocked that that's being helmed by two or as any <laughs> <laughs> in the process which is myself and uh, the amazing uh head of concept so, so back uh, in the day you would just be like friend. kicking doors arresting people all that jazz was, very like 1970s police work there, there was a lot of that i wasn't a huge part of it because at that point i was trying to get my foot in the door as in <laughs> just trying to see if somebody liked me enough to, to give me the, the swearing in oath um, and give me a sash. Um, these days it's a little bit more um, codified and a little less ad hoc. Um, I don't want to, I also don't want to, to go ahead and um, cast any shade on any uh, former militia officers. Um, wow, even implying it though. Just I, I know, it, though, I know. That there, is shade, there is shade to be thrown. <laughs> Interesting. Well, um, I mean, there, there is no smoke without fire. And although a lot of the, the smoke that gets um, wafted in our direction these days is, I would hope, without without flame. Um, well, are, are you saying that there are accusations of corruption within the militia? Shocking, I know. I, I think I think just us being alive is is enough to is enough to prompt those. I mean, there's also this uh, this justice cult that we're running that I need to get started <laughs> at some point because otherwise we're just not living up to our names. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a very different way of being way of doing things back when the game first started because it was it, it is overseen a lot of things and much of the game has changed since then um, for the better. I would say that the way militia handles things has become one of those things that's gotten better. Okay, um, do you want to just tell us what what the, the militia do do? Right, like what what yes. is like the, your task? Um, so um, I'll I'll just give a very brief rundown of how we work. So um, there are there are the militia, which is us, but then there are also the magistrates, who are crew. They are NPCs. Um, and they're the people who run trials, and so if you get put on trial for a crime, they're the people who say whether you get executed, whether you get fined, whether you get let off scot-free, whatever. That's their call. What we do is we do all the investigation of cases that people come and report to us, and so we go and interview witnesses, bring suspects in for questioning, all that sort of thing. Um, and then we bring, when we think we've got someone, we bring them to trial. And then, as I said, the magistrates then decide what happens to them. So, right. yeah. Um, 
I want to say this right now, and if any police are actually listening, I don't really mean this, um, but fuck the police, okay? Like, uh, <laughs> you go around, you snoop around, you ask questions to people. Um, but you are you do bring in quite a lot of people. Like, uh, a friend of mine recently um, was brought in on a charge of uh, impersonating a militia member and uh, was promptly executed, um, yes. which he, he probably deserved um, for his long litany of crimes. Um how does imperial law work peter like how does it um what what rule book are you running under when you're kind of operating as the militia so we very much have to um run by the the rule book that has been set out by pd by the magistrates uh, we can't deviate a great deal from that so one of the things about us is that we are less a police agency and more of a detective agency um, so although we will be required and um, called in to do some keeping of the peace, most of this, pretty much all the stuff we do is after the fact and all of that is done. So we can only investigate um, charges that are laid out specifically as criminal ones by PD. So mm-hmm. example um, of one that isn't a criminal charge and I don't believe is in any particular charge um it's fraud we wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to go and investigate a fraud case yeah in because... the empire fraud is 100 percent entirely legal so right. it's it's a very different legal system to british law which is what most people are working from slander um, libel i think they're also they're all legal game. Yeah. yeah if you want to learn more about the laws of the empire the page on the empire wiki i suggest you check out is the list of criminal offences and that's just a list of everything that is a crime and then there's a little section at the bottom of some things that aren't crime which includes things like fraud bribery libel etc another interesting um little foible is that although assault in, in the real world as it should be is a big thing uh, in empires very much case of Oh, you, what a naughty little so and so you've been. Here's here's a here's a smallish fine and off you go. Um, it's also one of the uh, one of the few criminal charges that can be solved um, without the necessary involvement of any magistrate or indeed any militia officer. Two people can consent to beat each other up. Um, one person can consent to be beaten up, and so if if you um, can. Uh, and I must admit, I have from time to time um, see uh, an assault case, and somebody's like, "Oh, I want to speak to a magistrate." Like, is is the other person willing to ex- uh, give an apology? Because if so, they can give the apology, give the standard fine, which I believe is now four cri- four crowns, and then that is that's it dealt with. It doesn't need to go into the logbook. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be treated as its its own criminal case. Um, is, so basically, yeah. Is attempted murder a crime? Like if you assault yes. someone and you look like you have the intent to actually kill the person, does that, does that count yeah. as murder yes. or so, a harsher crime? How it technically works is that there's no specific crime that is attempted murder, but for any crime, attempting to do that that crime is also illegal as well as aiding and abetting a crime is also illegal. Mm, interesting. Okay. We've, it's, it's a strange, um, it's a strange, but it, it, again, it's a dichotomy I find it interesting. 
there's a saying within the militia, particularly when it comes to religious crimes, because they're not generally our wheelhouse, although we will haul people in if they're being particularly egregious about it, um, is that words are wind. So you you can say, oh, so-and-so threatened to murder me, and we'll just say, well, have they done anything about it? Have they acted on it? Because mm-hmm. if not, all they're really going to do is put themselves at the top of our suspect list. But when... Or if something does happen, but which you've, then... I think you've you've hit the nail on the head, which is a great comfort mm. to all of us citizens, where we know that um, you won't protect us um, if we know that someone's trying to kill us. But once we're dead, then you'll do your best to try and bring that person to justice. Yeah. I think that's a great yeah. comfort to all of us um, within the field. Um, well, that that's how it works. We we want to let you know that we are here for one thing and one thing only: the massive amount of cakes and snacks that the magistrates <laughs> buy us on the field um but it's like it's like uh, just to just to at least put some minds at ease if in that situation where if somebody was trying to kill you and you had um good reason to believe that and also some shred of evidence for us to start a a case then we could start investigating that as an attempted murder or this conspiracy all... to murder this is all extremely poignant for my character at the moment, by the way, who uh, right, okay. I, I randomly had a conversation. This is an ongoing thing, but randomly had a conversation. I was talking to a friend of mine and then their friend showed up who happened to be in the militia. Um, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we heard that there was a, a threat out on your life. Yeah, we heard that. And I was like, didn't want to didn't want to let me know. No, didn't want to <laughs> didn't wanna give me a little heads up about that. And they're like, well... A lot of people get put on the list as they're having threats against their life, and I was just like, "Wow, wow! I really, uh, I really didn't know." Um, to be fair, a lot of would-be criminals can really talk the talk, but don't often walk the walk. There are a lot of empty threats that get yeah, thrown. Don't around encourage them. Thing. Don't encourage them because you know that there's going to be people out there listening to this going, no, "Well, all right me. then." Believe me, I do want to talk shit, but um, the uh, yeah. Anyway, this is. I mean, listen. If you you are trying to kill me and you're listening to this, then then this is definitely OC chats. Um, so don't. Uh... So what you want to do is you want to f- make sure that you've paid <laughs> off the right people. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on there. Hold on there. Well, Let's I'm, all relax. I'm just, I'm just trying to give friendly advice to the concerned citizenry of, of Anvil. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think one of the fun things about having a threat put out against you is the you have to start like playing devil's advocate. Like if I was going to kill me, how would I do it? And then you have to kind of go through the different play by plays of how you'd, yeah, let's talk about elaborate crimes, right? Like you don't have to go into specifics, but like, uh, yeah, I'll open it up. I won't even, I won't even aim it. I'll just be like, yeah. Um, elaborate crimes. So, Oh, um, I'll I'll just say my quick, uh, quick thing on this. I had a lot of people come up to me, um, over, over the long dark and say, oh, you're going to hate my new character. He, he's, he's this planned crime boss and we're going to be like, do all this organised crime. Like, good, please give us more interesting crime. Please, less of crowd of people ran in from with new characters, stabbed someone to death and then ran off and ran off the field because that's, that's, that's boring crime because we can't mm-hmm. do anything about that. Please give us more long-term investigation stuff. We, we love yeah. that kind of stuff. We like... Interesting crime. We like crime with good motivations. We like crime that has a purpose that isn't just I want to stab someone. Uh, you know? We had we had Maz from High God on, and um, <laughs> she she stabbed a fellow to death, and um, 
her defense was, well, he was like a heresy guy or whatever. There was some sort of like virtue reason for it. And she was just like, okay, cool. Good job. Good job killing that person. Um, that was very virtuous of you, off you trod. And it's like the, the, the legal system is a wacky place. Like if you're going to kill somebody, really just make is, sure you yeah. have like a really good, like fun justification for it and i'm pretty sure most magistrates will appreciate the wit and probably let you off (laughs) actually this is a good place to talk about this because in the empire legal system there is something called clemency which is that if you get charged for a crime and you plead guilty for it then you can get a priest to come to your trial and tell the magistrate why the crime that you did was really really virtuous and if if the priest does a good job, that can sometimes get your sentence reduced or sometimes even reduced to nothing. But it's, that, that it's a not a hard and fast occasion. rule for what happens in every case. Does, every it have case to be, unique, but... does it have to be a vigilance priest? No, no it can be a priest of any virtue um, and they can plead on the basis of any virtue. And it doesn't even have to align with what virtue the priest is dedicated to. I almost want to do crime just to just to have that scene, you know. Like um, it sounds amazing. As long as it's yeah. something we can solve, we'll, we'll happily try and get that scene for you. I, um, I've seen so many really, really good clemency pleas in my day. It's one of the best parts of the game because it's it's just you get someone else to tell to tell the magistrates why what you did was really cool and really good. It's a great piece of game, and I'm really glad it exists. Well, I think I think Empire is a sort of place where sometimes crimes happen, right? Like you're certainly, yeah. and at the end of the day, like the militia aren't chasing down potential crimes. So if you're like, oh, I believe X to be true, um, then you can totally justify Y um, by even mm-hmm. just the belief in that, right? Um, yeah, and the way yes, you have to convince the magistrates, which is always the uh, the difficult part, and they are generally. Um, and this is why we love them so much. Generally jaded as all hell, and have <laughs> and have heard most lines before. The one thing I will say is the uh, the best virtue defence I ever heard. Uh, it was given by um, Severin, who I believe is now a retired character, so I'm not entirely sure. I don't know his player um, that well, only to say that if he does end up listening to this and gets back to me, that was the best virtue defence I've ever heard. Well done. Um, and it is to bring up the hero's path, which is all about why the people, as in the players at Anvil, are considered the heroes of the Empire. If you can br- bring that up in your virtue defence, it's mm-hmm. something that the magistrates don't see very often and will probably take quite highly. Mm-hmm. I'm also uh, fairly, I feel obligated to say that that changed the outcome of the trial, uh, not one bit. And uh, and the Empress was still fined four crowns for assault. Yeah, am I right in saying that crimes against foreign citizens don't count as crimes as well? Is that a thing? Right, so this is kind of my area of expertise because I've been looking into it. So um, there are basically three legal statuses that um, someone can have. Um, technically four, but it's a bit weird. Um, citizens, so that is all of the players are citizens. Anyone else who is a citizen of the Empire um, is subject to Imperial law. Um, 
and is protected by imperial law. Um, the opposite end of that spectrum is barbarians. So that is anybody who we are at war with. So that includes the Druze and the Jotun at the minute. Um, and they are not protected by imperial law, but also are not subject to imperial law. Um, and then the middle category is foreigners, um, who actually I'm going to quickly double check this because I don't want to accidentally get this wrong. Yeah, because um, I've heard but... um, this is like, a, by the way, listeners, this is a very much a me question. I want to know the answer to this question yes. because it's a it's a it's a fun one. That's like um... I want to know as well, mostly just so I can have the reminder. Yeah, so I uh, just double check. So foreigners are in the middle. They are essentially anyone who is neither a citizen nor a barbarian, um, and they are... The wiki says that they are... Sorry, I just don't want to get this wrong. Um, How very militia of you. Both subject and afforded protection by the law, but don't otherwise enjoy the benefits of citizenship. So you couldn't, you couldn't just. So they are protected um, mm-hmm. by imperial law, but don't have the benefits of citizenship in terms of being able to go and have their say in senate. To, yeah. Uh, or that—that's me pulling an example out of thin air. I could be wrong on that. So an um, assault against a foreign citizen at Anvil would right. still be As, an assault under the eyes of the militia. Yes. And the magistrates, obviously. Um, yes. But yeah, and then the weird fourth category uh, is actually about Eternals and Heralds, so the <laughs> beings from the magical realms. So I love it. Are... I like that New Zealand uh, uh, science, uh, the, the the one where the, the what's it called, Wellington, what's that show called? It's like, it's a New Zealand cop show where there's two cops, but they go and investigate paranormal things. That's what I picture with the militia going to, <laughs> they're going to fuck with Eternals and Heralds. Like, amazing. Yeah, we, so, we actively avoid that stuff. Or at least <laughs> so there are three statuses that Eternals can hold, which are called Amity, Enmity, and Neutrality. Amity means that we're friends with them, and so they they get the same legal status as foreigners. Um, enmity means that we hate them; um, they're our enemies, and they get the same legal status as barbarians. But if they're under neutrality, then they are subject to imperial law, but they are not afforded protection by imperial law. So we can arrest them for crimes, but if anyone, say, stabs up a herald of an eternal under neutrality, then we don't have to do anything. That's completely legal. I think, I think, listeners, you can also like get a feeling at the moment for the the things they're very proud of that they are not responsible for. <laughs> That's a, a running theme so we, far in this conversation. We, we have, trust me, what we are responsible for takes up more than enough of our time. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about how how do you join the militia now? Like you're a you're a you're a player. You're like I'm gonna go and walk the so main streets I'll, of Empire. I'll I'll start this off by saying that I've, for a very long time, thanks to my past situation, I've, I've pretty much just been the ideas person, um, and then it's been um, Kay here, and also um, the acting captain, um, whose name I have permission to drop, um, which is Asher. Um, they have been the two people basically being given a oh by the way would it would it be nice if we could manage this and then I turn around and they've done 
they've managed to get it all in place and, and they're reporting that things are going amazingly, um, which has been fantastic. So the way people are going to join has changed a little bit. And I'll do my best to explain that as well. Um, and then I'll also go on to explain what we're hoping to change. And then I will probably uh, turn the reins over to Kay for them to say how wrong I've got it and how things <laughs> actually happen in the field. Um, so the idea is, is that there is uh, an assessment kind of interview. Um, we're kind of, this is something that we are working on to change in a big way because there's a couple of big problems with it. Um, but I won't go into. Um, it, it is a very useful tool for us in trying to gauge the characters and the the skills that are coming to the uh, that want to come to the empire, uh, the imperial militia. But it doesn't also doesn't always do a great job of representing what the militia experience is. Um, so we're we're hoping to change that a little bit to focus a little bit less on okay, cool. You're a day three mage or you know day whatever mage. That's fantastic. We've got three three of them already, so not too interested about that. Why are you here to join the militia yourself as a person? So you want to shift the focus away from uh, the hard skill, the soft skills, so to speak, and more onto the the hard skills of, of, of the players as their characters, as people, because we want to know if the person that we're letting in is a dickhead or not, or has the possibility of being a wrong one. Um, so assuming that test is passed, uh, there may or may not be a, a test of finding. This is something that we're going going to review because it's a little bit difficult and awkward to, to really do. But it's basically been a case of we give someone a description and then we say, okay, we know who that is. We want them to come back to us with their name, which is very, very indicative of at least my experience of a lot of militia work. So it is a very good test for people that are up for it. Um, but given that myself and uh, I hope I don't mind Kay mentioning this, Not all. Um, yeah, both myself and Kay have uh, fairly significant mobility issues. For us now to be asking people that could have mobility issues uh, to do that sort of thing is uh, more than a little bit. Even without mobility issues, like uh, oh, it's finding it's a, it's people a... is a real pain in the ass. Like it's a real it, pain in the ass. It's um... it is, and it's not an insignificant part of yep. what the militia does. Yeah, we get Which... given vague descriptions from things that suspects have said to us in interviews, and we have to go and track down a person based on that. Do, uh, okay, I, I, I'm an ambassador and I have to run around trying to find people I know what they look like. I literally, I know them really hard to do, like incredibly hard to do. And that's with me literally asking for the, have you seen this person around the place? Like it's yeah. that hard to find people that you actually know, trying to find someone that maybe they're having a nap. Like, or, yeah. or when you get a description that just says they're about six foot, wearing green and brown, and have got tattoos, and you're yeah. just like, well, that's half of my Hold on, hold help. on. Yeah. I okay, I want to stop you right there. That was fucking a lot of prejudicial shit just then <laughs> against Navarre. So okay, let's, let's all uh, just fucking take okay, a minute. To, how, about, how about how about beard, red uh, red tunic uh, called and, Wolfric? And okay, called that's Wolfric, fine. Let's, I, everyone agrees we can shit on Wintermark. Okay, <laughs> let's do, let's let's keep it out of the. Uh, We're not. I'm not. I'm not advocating for that. All I'm saying is that we've replaced the term John Doe uh, 
uh, with Wolfric uh, <laughs> in the militia, uh, and I, I, I think I, I don't think I've heard uh, too much pushback against that. Um, no. But to, to pull things slightly back on track, uh, the idea is that once you've um, once you've passed the "Are you a shithead?" test, um, you're then inducted into the militia as a deputy. So you don't get a badge. Um, or unless I can get the next batch done, nobody will. So I need to get to work on that as soon as, uh, as, soon as my arm's healed up a little bit. Um, so you then, the idea is, is that you either um, basically just stick with the militia for a weekend. Uh, the next next event you turn up to, you'll be promoted to constable and you'll get the badge. Um, the differences of power between deputy and constable, none, if any. It's basically just... The case of if they're a deputy, they're either new to the job, um, need some degree of training, or a bit of an uh, you know, somebody keep an eye on them, just to make sure they've got the job before we're happy to kind of let them free into the uh, into the wild wastes of Anvil. Um, and if if somebody is listening to this and thinking, "Hang on, I've been a deputy for more than an event," don't don't panic. It is basically just it's a case of when, not if somebody gets promoted from deputy to constab. Um, if you feel that you've been sticking around as a deputy for a long time, come and talk to us because it's the yeah. best way to, for us to us to go, oh, you know, we, somebody may have slipped through the cracks. Um, we might have gone, ah, yep, we know that. We figured you wanted more. Uh, we thought you might need some more training on X, so we're planning a training module for that. Um, and as soon as we've done that, you know, be happy to... You have training Talk modules. Of, something we're working on. So things like um, de-escalation, um, how, to, uh, which I, I'll, I will. De-escalation at Empire. I, I bless your heart. Like honestly, that is. Uh... It is. It is one of the skills I found myself in possession of, and I have no recollection of ever, ever really learning. Um, but it's a pretty key skill in some yes. of the things we end up yeah. getting involved in. I actually have the opposite skill that I tend to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've noticed that among samples populace. So <laughs> like, oh, this is a simple simple misunderstanding. I can't. Let's uh, place a bet on how long till yeah, knives get drawn. There's a slight disagreement. Then I start talking for a minute, and then it really yeah. kicks off. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I mean. Things can escalate fast when everyone's carrying around swords and itching for a fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, interesting. And um, so, yeah, the the idea is is that you're then uh, during the course of being uh, a deputy, you're partnered up with um, someone we would, we as in the senior management team for the militia would consider a senior constable, somebody that knows the ropes and we trust them to know the ropes. Somebody we're looking at to promote to warrant officer. Um, and then basically hand this this constable uh, one or maybe a couple of deputies, I'm not entirely sure, and that constable then shows, okay, well, this is how I conduct interviews, this is how I get information, uh, these are some people I trust for, um, so for some people that I come and chat to to give me um, tips they might have heard and the like, um, and this is the part snitches. where I imagine... Snitches, are you talking about there? Um, confidential informants because right, yeah, okay, the, cool. the, former, okay, cool. the former get stitches, and we'd like to avoid that. Um, oh, yeah, we would definitely like to avoid that. <laughs> Absolutely, he said with menace dripping through his voice. 
now this is the point where I feel like I should hand it over to, to Kay, where they can tell me I've got it entirely wrong. No, really? Just <laughs> oh, thank God. If if oh, you're Kay, listening Kay, to this, come on, like this is uh, a podcast. It's supposed to be edgy and and full of conflict. <laughs> I want or to something. be friendly and helpful. Is that so wrong? <laughs> It's 2022. That, that time is past. believe that a friendly militia officer exists. I see how it is. No, they are friendly. <laughs> like my experience of them are very friendly. Sorry, Kate. Please continue on interrupting, please. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if if you're listening to this and wanting to get involved with the militia, um, first thing I'd say is just come talk to us. We have our own tent. Uh, it's just behind the hub. So. Like, the hub is a big tent where most of the civil service stuff happens, and it's on one of the big main roads in Anvil that's sort it's, of a T-shape of you, main roads. It's just before you go into uh, Wintermark, basically, yeah. from the main field. It's, uh, there's a whole set of government buildings there. If you ask in that yeah. general area where the hub is, someone will immediately point to it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, do that. So the hub is the big tent just before you cross into the other field, and then if you go down the side of that, you'll find us. And just come and speak to speak to someone, say that you're interested in joining the militia, and probably me will then come and speak to you, run you through whatever recruitment process that we get up and running, because as we say, we're looking at changing that in the near future. But yeah, come speak to us, we'll sort you out, we'll get you through that process, and then as a deputy, because the great thing about being a deputy is it gets you off and doing casework pretty quickly. So it's a great way to experience what the militia is all about, what we do. And it's as much for us to figure out if we want you in the militia as it is for you to figure out if you want to be in the militia. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. uh, I it's think a that's very process. important. And that happens in an awful lot of aspects of the game, right? Especially with proxying mm-hmm. a lot of the time and a bunch of other stuff like being yeah. second in a battle, all that sort of stuff. It's um, it's all good experience and I would highly recommend dipping your tone stuff. In fact, it's one thing I would love to develop as a player is the ability to kind of like not completely jump in something and just feeling open to just be like, ah, oh, I'm going to try in the militia. Mm-hmm. If I don't like the militia, then I'm going to try this. You know, it's good. Um, You're perfectly welcome to come by and have a go at being a deputy for a bit. I mean, it'd We'd be love pretty to have fun. you. Oh man, do you have an imperial title? Yes. Ah, so that would be that would be the one place where we'd have to be the be the fun police because uh, we had. I'll happily tell the story because it's it's quite an interesting one. Hold um, on, before but... I, before you start, I oh, just want to yeah, say, sure. could I like um, you know how Boris Johnson went with the police that time and got to dress in the uniform while the police all did like kick the doors in and stuff? Can I come and do that because I'm uh, I've got a hat. If um if if there was a, a need and you were in the area, you would probably be deputized regardless of what hat you had. Um, but so the hat thing is basically a thing of we had um so the the person that was head of constab head so head of constab's job is basically to organise. Um, for those keep, not in the know, yeah, that's sorry. short for head of constabulary. Um, and that's the position that Kay currently holds and is doing a bloody good job of it. You're, you're the boss? Um, not quite. I, I'm not the captain, but I'm the person who does all the work for the captain. I also like the way that you've been, revealing, the isn't, you've been yeah. revealing these layers, like <laughs> slowly but surely oh, leading your way up the <laughs> command chain. It's brilliant. I'm, I'm fully expected to come back to, uh, to a proper for the watch moment um and i'll be honest with you i wouldn't blame them because uh, i've been it has been far too long but um basically we had this uh this person and they and fair fair props to them they, they played it brilliantly 
but they'd done um, a deal with uh, the, the rabbit eternal Irahara um, and were, were committing murders for, for them. Uh, all the while, they were both the head of constab for the militia and the gatekeeper of loyalty. And this was the person that married, uh, married, uh, murdered, slightly different, um, murdered the uh, the marcher, I believe, senator at the time, Harry the Book. So quite a popular figure. And also, uh, as I later learned, quite close friends with this person. So uh, gatekeeper of loyalty was an interesting one, in my opinion. That's but amazing. They, That's amazing. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, the, the fact they're able to, to, to get away with it it was brilliant, but it was it was such an obvious flaw in our um, flaw in our plans that I, as head of constab, basically went, "I'm not I'm not letting anybody do what what uh, this person did," which was they were busy telling synod, "Oh, I'm busy with militia stuff, I can't deal with this right now," and they were busy telling us, oh, "I'm busy with synod stuff, I can't deal with this right now." So they had the perfect smokescreen on both sides, and so I thought to myself, "Well." There's a pretty simple fix to this. I think I'm just going to implement it and wait for somebody to tell, to tell me to stop. Whoa, hold on. Are you telling me that you're the reason why I can't be a, a deputy yep. for a weekend? You yep. son of a bitch. Um, yeah. I was going to put the sash on. Oh, I, we haven't even mentioned the sash, right? That you get, yeah, you get like oh, a yeah, white really sash. Cool I, uh, yeah, so... I mean... Cool's relative, right? You, but yeah, they you, get sashes. If you really want, if you really want one, um, just go up and ask literally anyone they are hilariously easy to get hold of um but you can get executed as we established earlier for impersonating a yeah, militia person you so can you be can. very careful uh, with that um so this is why i've um i've basically been taking advantage of uh my mum's pottery supplies and making ceramic badges because i'm the only person that can make them um and so that way we have a, a definitely more tangible way of being able to go Okay, well, you're definitely a militia officer because you've you've got a badge. Are uh, they are uh, they numbered? They are yes. yes. Clever, clever. Okay. Yes. Okay. Not that I would we, be we have our ever moments. trying to encourage people to impersonate militia now. Obviously, like uh, <laughs> I mean, that'd be like, very you, irresponsible. Yeah. It's, it's with to... everything. You'd be piss us off ima- unimaginably out of in, in character, but out of character, you've kind of just got to go. Yeah, well done. You know, you you yeah. hustled the hustle. Good job. If you manage to find out someone's badge number and find out the name of the officer that corresponds to that badge number, because I have a list and we'll check, um, yep. then well done. Um, and gotten through which... with some of our other security measures, which may or may not exist. Yeah, so we, we <laughs> do have ways and means of of, of getting, uh, getting through some security checks, because as much as the sash is... I feel like they they were a good idea when the game was young, um, but they they just they weren't policed particularly well in, in the the returns. Um, I mean, I'm guilty of this. I've had mine attached to my hero belt that sat in a sat in a locker for a year um, because I, I mean I, I'm a warrant officer. I'm allowed to keep mine for because um, I've got a particular favourite one that looks good on my belt. Um, but do you not think it's but, like? Um... The sashes, like I'm talking about that as a from a player point of view, the sashes mean mm. something. Like if I see, they, they do. Yes. If I see militia people around, then I know 
and I can the, the people that draw my eye I can watch their behavior I can tell if something's mm-hmm. going on right now I can tell if they're just hanging out and like eating snacks not that they do that all the time obviously right. they're working very hard but <laughs> for the ones that are there just eating snacks and you can just spot them quite easily you know well, I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the captain. It's it's my job to just eat, eat the snacks, you know. It's, it's only what anyone expects of me anyway. But it, it's more just a thing of, like, the sashes are, yes, I'm a militia person, or, you know, hello, I want you to see me as a militia person, depending on uh, what manner of uh, bullshit you're up to. Um, and the badges are very much a case of, if challenged, here is, here is, our, here is a, an exact identification thing for us. Now, there are going to be constables wandering around without badges. That is um, my fault because I've just not been able to really make as many as I would have liked. And the last batch that I had ready for uh, the last event came out of the kiln and they were unusable. So I've uh, had to go back and make a, another new batch, which has been fun. Um, nice. <laughs> it's, it's, part, it's part of the craft. It happens. Um, so I was still we're still trying to get it to the point where the badges are the the most reliable form um but i think constables should be given or should have been given a batch number um at the very least you can if you really are truly sus about someone you can just say hey um this is this is their description this oh, is the no. name they gave me and then um we oh, can no. do our you own know what you're gonna start finding. That weird American thing of like, give me your badge number. Like, uh, like that's the entire response you get every time you talk to anyone is just like, give me your badge number. Am I am I being detained? Am I being am detained? I... Well, that's that's another interesting thing. Is like we have the power of arrest, but not the power of detainment. So because it because it's like this is where our oh no, I understand what you, I understand what real, you mean real, there, right? Like yeah. you're basically saying like you can't like hold someone up. If they're going around their daily business, but if you, but if if they if you're arresting we, them for a crime, then you can cuff them in. We can, probably. we can to some degree. If if somebody says to us, um, "No, I don't want to go with you," and no, I'm not talking to you, and we've got good reason to want to talk to them, that's a, that's an obstruction of justice case, basically just waiting to be okayed by a warrant officer or a magistrate. Um, if somebody says to us, like, "Hey, I'm, I'm just about to do some." out of character stuff or i'm just about to go in for a senate vote and that would be a pretty reasonable um reason for us to back off because if we were then to arrest this senator um just before a senate vote we could ourselves be very reasonably brought under a um subversing the agencies of the state charge we we ourselves are not immune from the law we've even got our own law that's been made just for us which is dereliction <laughs> of duty um which um, is why how does i'll ask Kay this like uh how does policing the police work and how effective do you think it is um so yeah we've got our own crime dereliction of duty which is if we are not doing our job properly then we can get arrested for that by our fellows um, but that's not actually that common. Um, oh, weird. But... Weird that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. Sorry, well, okay, I was the, the, magist- the magistrates would be the one to do it, and uh, I assure you the magistrates would be more than happy to bring the charge if they felt it warranted. Yeah. I'll explain it... why in a second. Genuinely, most of the people who work for the militia are 
very hardworking, sometimes even too hardworking. Often people say that. They say that all the time about the militia. (laughs) But, yeah. You give um, too much to the community. (laughs) We are... (laughs) You're too helpful. No, we're not taking it back. (laughs) We are just as subject to the law as anyone else. And because the magistrates know us and they hold us to a really high standard, if we get brought in on a crime then we will face a much harsher punishment than anybody else would because we are expected to know the law and uphold the law way more than any regular citizen would. Um, as, a, as, a, as a literal example of what Kay has just mentioned, uh, I, as Laurentius, once punched someone because uh, uh, I was pissed off. I want to say the Black Plateau curse was involved somehow, but I think this was the event after that, so I don't I don't get to use that as an excuse. Um, I think Kano is exactly who I'm talking about here, but I won't mention their name. Um, and I apologise for it. And assault is, like I said, one of those crimes, one of those few crimes that can be solved by an assault. And um, and one of the magistrates said to me, like, you know that you would have gotten charged more than four crowns, right? And it took everything in my power to go, no. You don't say. <laughs> I, I, what I did say was I, w- I was basically just going to throw my coin purse on the table and let you take what what you thought was the appropriate amount. Because, yeah, if the, if the captain has just smacked someone about, then, yeah, they uh, a, a fine of more, more than four crowns is more than somewhat relevant. Uh, or less... How do I put this better? Is far less fitting of the crime they we we in the militia should know what crimes to uphold and how to uphold them and so if we are going around breaking laws we are going around breaking laws we know are explicitly enshrined and we know explicitly what crimes are crimes so the thinking is that if we're breaking them then we should be held to a much harsher punishment and that's that's something i've definitely hold hold with um it's uh just it's, it's quite interesting how uh like diverse the uh the militia is right because there's an awful lot of different nations involved an awful lot of different groups yep. um and interestingly when i went to militia um at e2 god that was a that took me a minute to recall um <laughs> the uh the um when i mentioned a specific group that could potentially be involved in said investigation crime that i was it's reporting. Maybe I am a snitch. Jesus, I need to take a long, hard look at myself. That's not. Ha- that's not ever not happening bad, again. By the way, never happening again. Never. Informant, darling. Never going to go to uh, the militia again. Um, but the uh, one of the guys was like, "Oh, uh, I actually, uh, <laughs> I'm in that group, so I probably shouldn't go and investigate." And it was like, "Hey, good on that guy for like being. Hey, I'm part of this group. I shouldn't probably be involved." But the other second fall, as I was walking away to said area to go and do investigation, was how long before that guy is off his bench and just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just ignore that militia officer shaped blur that's just sprinted straight past. Yeah, you. like uh, like one of those, yeah, up the side of the tents where you just see his shadowy forms go through the different tents. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's an interesting. Yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm keeping my eye on him. Well, oh, no, no. To be fair, like uh, uh, to be fair, that was what was nice about that whole plot was it was kind of like a, wrapped into a semi nice little bow, more like me wrapping at Christmas rather than a nice job. You know what I mean? Like a little bit frayed at the edges, but it was generally something I could talk about in in 
relative confidence of not uh, not ruining people's game. So, um, but yeah, the uh, I find the whole like when okay, I had uh, let, let's go for one of my anecdotes. Some of the people in my uh, banner were talking about crime and mm-hmm. talking about the approach to crime, and they were talking about like, oh, can we? can I do something and then just go OC, right? Like, and it was kind of one of those things where I was just like, no, that's really not in the spirit of the game. Like, Yeah, there's I- a big load of social contract in the game around crime. It's, you shouldn't try and, you shouldn't try and prearrange your own character's murder because that's bad for the game because there's not really a real case for us to investigate. Go, everyone knows that doing a crime and then going over OC never to return. It's a dick move. Don't do it. If you do crime, make sure it has a purpose. And I mean, if you want to spend all your game trying to, in legitimate ways, try to get away with it, that's cool. But also, it's equally cool to leave a trace that we can follow and investigate, if that makes sense. This is something that's the stuff of legend and the things that I really appreciate about this, which is like, (laughs) don't like, uh, one thing I was like talking about was the. The idea that when you're talking about crime, think about the other person involved. Like, if you just reach your hand over in a bar and and grab as many thrones as you can from the the kitty jar, right? Like, mm-hmm. what what are you really doing there? Like, have you are you making the other player have game? Are you creating yep. game, or are you just frisking someone for some pockets just to get a, a cheap frill, right? Like, what you really exactly. want to do with crime is create game right like create exactly, a big yeah. heist be smart about it run distraction like do all sorts of fun things that will be great for interviewing witnesses later on or anything like this right like uh, i'm sure, yeah, I'm sure right. you guys are, are, are much more qualified at this yeah. right yeah because Im- imagine like you you want to have some fun you want to shank someone up in the dark right you'll have your five minutes of fun. But think about the person who's just got shanked up and been murdered. That's their entire character who might have been playing the game for years, who's just gotten murdered for no reason at all hey, other time, than that you were bored. Time it's doesn't shit. come into time doesn't even come into it for me. Like there might be a character yeah. that you start that weekend they can be mean the world to you. Like really yeah, like uh absolutely. when when you're really? RPing and not being a murder hobo um you should be drawing some sort of attachment and some sort of like mm-hmm. uh, understanding of your character right like that's why you're playing them is because they're representing yeah. parts of yourself and you're exploring stuff and it's really exciting not that i'm saying that murder should be off the cards right like i had a great situation oh, yeah. no. where uh where uh, a vodka uh people were selling vodka jellies and my security told me not to have a vodka jelly and it was like god damn it like that would have been an absolute treat on that nice warm afternoon to have a cold vodka jelly shot, but my security yeah. knew better because poison's a thing, right? Like, um... yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask her for the details of uh, that vodka jelly stand so that I can do some. <laughs> she was weeding herself bit. around. It was incredible, like on a little cart. Right, like, and it was okay. for me. It was a bit of been the greatest assassination attempt ever because it would have been like. <laughs> Ah, oh, he's got the security around him. Ah, oh, he's untouchable. But what you need to do is wheel the car up and say the magic words, which are vodka jelly shot, and then be like, we got him. You know what I mean? Like, they just poured the poison yeah, in around uh, the so, corner. So just to just to quickly uh, jump back to the whole um, social contract area of the game, um, again, they this will only be listened to as much as anybody wants to listen to it. So I'm, I'm saying this knowing full well that most people know this, and those that don't either 
are only just going to find out about it and hopefully change their ways or maybe more likely and fair enough if, if you, you know if that's what you want to be then the, the, you know some words on a wiki aren't going to stop you so hopefully we can but you know that's that's all we can do is try is that playing um characters like murder hobos like uh, serial killers they are by the words of the wiki explicitly against the the code of conduct for the game you're not supposed to be coming to Anvil just to play um, a serial killer or, or just somebody who murders for jollies. Um, so if... God, I hope I'm going to get this right. Um, I believe it's mentioned in greater detail on the uh, Crime and Criminality page on the wiki. It's also the page that discusses uh, that no uh, retirement murders are not a um, kosher way to end your character. Uh, because they are a crime which leaves a trail which is completely nonsensical because there's no and this is and this is the same for random murders it's a crime that doesn't leave a trail that's followable because there's no motive and this is our entire game is trying to catch people out in lies and and trying to figure out okay well person a sure had a lot to gain um from this person's death and was quite vocal about um person x is uh you know, willingness to suddenly join uh, join the labyrinth, and oh look at that uh, player X has turned up dead. Well, we can probably go and talk to person A then. But if it's a if it's a retirement murder, then we might have one situation which is annoying, which is where we have no trail to follow, and thus spend a lot of time wasting uh, chasing our tails. And I've I've spent more events than I care to remember doing just that or per, or um, option B which I'm hoping my brain isn't going to fail me oh yeah there we go um, even worse because somebody's decided to retire their character but has been a long running character which is why they might have wanted a more dramatic exit than a quiet retirement we then go well alright this is a person this person had quite a few enemies let's go and talk to them and we end up wasting a lot of their game, we end up wasting a lot of our game, and potentially end up ruining somebody's character because they end up getting done for a murder they didn't commit. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you I'm saying... Pretty, I'm pretty hold on, sure, hold um, on. Are you saying that, sure the, that some certain... people who are innocent go to trial and are convicted for crimes the they didn't commit? Big, the big difference and the biggest difference between... Uh, is 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 the um between reality and game is the 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 burden of proof uh, or at least the the level of um the level of proof and that is does the magistrate think he did it it's not have you shown to the magistrate you've done it it's does the magistrate think you did it so in, I, yeah i'm gonna use more... sorry. oh sorry no sorry okay you, you got yeah. in in more legal terms the british legal system works on um, beyond reasonable doubt to be proven guilty of a crime. Uh, the Empire Law system works on balance of probabilities. Is it more likely than not if you did it? Sorry, carry on. So I'm now going to segue into not at all a contentious topic, uh, the Bessie the Bard trial uh, trials that took place. Um, so I am firmly of the belief that that was a... Um, wrong bat right ball situation um 
So the the the, the main charge that ended up getting called there, to the best of my knowledge, uh, was that of murder of Bestabard. And it was pretty well known, both in and out of character, by most involved, that those executed weren't involved in Bessie's murder. Now, the thing is, we had we we have knowledge that there are large people, a large group of people um, that were part of a death cult, and I think it, I think it was something rooted in. Uh, purity and, and definitely not hatred etc etc so it had some kind of ideological roots to it rather than just we're just going to kill a bunch of people because we can um again that's within the spirit of the rules that's that's fair enough um but we had them on record um or at least the people i've spoken to the investigation side of things we had them on record as having lied to us in a murder investigation and this is where um, the obstruction of justice thing becomes interesting because... Just to was, clarify, the oh, exact yeah. crime there is perverting the course of justice. That's the one. Um, which is any sort of interfering with illegal investigation, lying to the militia, etc. Uh, so, and the thing with that crime is that that crime carries the same punishment as the crime that is being investigated. So in this case they were perverting the course of justice in a murder investigation. We had it that we had it on paper that they'd lied to us and thus execution was the right charge. This is, but, by the way, deeply unethical what you're describing right now. I know you're explaining it very calmly I and know, very succinctly. Uh, but is, it's deeply is, immoral in a legal system where it's just like, well, we think he did something that was just as bad before, so we'll we'll get this one and we'll deal with the other ones later is is a terrifying way to govern so, yeah it's I, there are a lot of things when you stop and think about the, the legal system of empire you still go oh boy we are not the good yeah it just in general like if, if the empire is the one that has set up this legal framework forget the militia because we we just came we just came in after the laws have been set up you know you look at some of the, the way the legal system sets up that game Ooh, this is uh, this is pinnacle of uh, democratic freedom and ideals here, isn't it? Um, but unfortunately, there is there is a lot of a lot of that is required in order for the militia and the legal system to function. Because if it was to a burden of unreasonable doubt, there there would never be another case successfully tried again. I, I, we... I totally agree. By the way, I think it's yeah. like, no, 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 where no, you're like I, 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 like I'm here mocking the militia. I'm like taking the piss. I'm having a really good time. But like genuinely, it's like we're playing a game, right? And it's really fun that yeah. there are real militia that are trying to actually chase down crimes and all this stuff like this. But um, like you got to respect that, right? Like uh, there's <laughs> it's 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 great that this is part of the game. In fact, it's one of the first things I think I heard that got me excited about empire was there is a militia they do investigate crimes etc etc it's it's part of the world building you know and one thing that a lot of people don't understand is and i know this sounds woe is us but how hard it is to investigate crimes when you're in oh, a gosh. you know i say all this nice stuff and then you come out with this like <laughs> yeah, but imagine you're in a field of over two thousand people going about much more important things Ugh, there's been a murder, murder in high guard who there. wants to go sort out that yeah. oh, i've just 
I haven't had lunch yet. Oh, well, my yeah. feet hurt and all this stuff. Like, oh, fine, it's... I'll go investigate the murder. And then... <laughs> it, you've only got a weekend to investigate it. Everyone's busy. We've got no forensic evidence whatsoever. We don't even have a crime scene to investigate because the body's gone off to go re-roll their new character already. And we just have some vague hearsay from people who don't know their own community because people just come here four times a year for these events. Hold on, Kate, can you not do the speak to the dead thing? and like That um... is one thing that we can do. But um, first of all, that only works in cases where we know the person who's dead, which it isn't always the case, for example, in crimes that aren't murder. Um, and just... In general, it's not a 100% guarantee. But the other problem with that is that sometimes the person was murdered has no idea who they were murdered by because it was in the dark, It was they were stabbed up from behind, whatever. And be... Sometimes you go into that ritual, do that ritual, and come out none the wiser at the end of it. Yeah, like yeah. changing kit. There's a whole bunch of ways to kill yeah. people, right? Like, uh, I live on Murder Alley, um, and it's uh, that, that 20 yards to go to the toilet is, is stressful now, you know? Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's... Well, uh... I thought it had been gentrified. I thought it was more like uh, assault, like the occasional assault alley. Oh, I've heard, like... <laughs> Uh, was it Friendship Boulevard or whatever? Like, it's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. I'm, I'm not down with well, as, this I mean, rebrand. This gentrification of uh, Murder Alley is if, is not cool. If we can, if we can, if we can keep the edge lords away from Murder Alley simply by calling it Friendship Boulevard, I mean, I can't think of a better way. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, honestly. Like the markets, the markets there now. It's like lit and nice, and it's a uh, yeah, it's like a family vibe down there. It's a uh, good. So, yeah. Come down and bring your wallets. Um, <laughs> so one of, one of the other things that uh, the militia struggle with, and by the way, if you want to listen to this podcast and write down all the crimes we, we struggle... First half, I like this. Peter, I like yeah. this, by the way. First half, totally, like, if you want to be a militia person. Second half, hey, so if, if you, you wanted if, to do crime... <laughs> I, I was once, um, once stopped uh, on uh, either Saturday or Sunday morning by a friend of mine in the marches and uh, he, he was looking a bit um down down boots yeah right mate yeah, how's, how's it going how's it going like, oh it was mugged last night it's like oh crap where uh murder alley and then i immediately went oh f great okay right okay how much did they take five rings and i just i just stopped for a second and i just said you know i'm not gonna report this right <laughs> and he just went yeah yeah <laughs> theft of, of of items like even magical items that are supposedly leave a magic trail is something that is logistic logistically technically possible for us but an absolute nightmare in reality hold on if so, we yeah so one of the things that you could do is potentially just like oh i'm mugging you Oh, you've got like four phones on you. Uh, tell you what, I've got change. Why don't I swap some of these out? Um, <laughs> I'll take four crowns off you, um, and then you can get away with your day because uh, I know that the militia probably won't investigate four crowns or whatever. Do not take anything in this podcast as legal advice. What's the limit? Or, or, or do I'm I'm not the captain. Oh wait, hang on. Um, the, there isn't a hard and fast <laughs> limit. The problem the problem is simply logistics. Like 
if if somebody comes up to us and says, "Oh, I got ten rings nicked up, nicked last night," we're probably likely to turn around saying, "Well, were you a murder alley?" Yes. Well, ten rings is the price of vigilance, then, uh, because we can't do anything about it. Hey, like, I, we... I, I really appreciate you helping out of our rep, yeah. by the way. Like uh, the Navarro <laughs> rep has taken a real battering, but um, it's nice to see it still being propagated around the field. It's good. And the other the other problem is, is that somebody comes and says like I had I had a hundred thrones stolen from my tent last night. Okay, well then then that will prompt a bit of a oh crap. Okay, um, let's figure out what we can do about this. What information do you have? Um, I was um, I was late at night, and so I immediately go great. So any witnesses that are spoken to is under all is we're going to get is uh, we. Uh, it was dark and we were drunk as fuck. Um, so basically, any any witnesses are straight out of the you know toss them in the bin there. Um, it was it was dark, so any kind of witness reports that weren't coming from drunk people are going to be oh they were they they had a beard and they were wearing red. Okay, so a Wolfric got it. Um, it just theft is such a difficult crime for us to investigate because there is there is no trail for us to follow beyond complete hearsay and although cases have been built off of complete hearsay because for most of the time that's all we've got to work with with things like theft it is so much harder to to track down because um we we have had suspects that we've thought um and i and i honestly thought that i had a case to take uh, with one particular individual, um, it's this guy that was found with with ten thrones. It was his like second or third event, and he had masses of resources on him. And it struck me as immediately as someone that was such an idiot that I actually got him checked out by the hospital to see if there were any like auras affecting him because he was being that much of a of a muppet just in the way he was acting and talking to us. Um, and then I thought, well, he matches the description of something of, of um, somebody that was shown. Uh, he's got more resources than we think he should be able to. And the magistrate was like, I don't think there's enough information to make a case here. And if I'd gone to another magistrate, maybe that there, there might have been a trial. Um, well, interestingly, again, it's almost like an OC thing, right? Because they might have too many, too much money on them for a person that's only at their second event, but they're a citizen of the empire, and therefore, arguably, you could say, oh, no, I was rich before I came to Anvil for the first time, for example, right? So there's some ICOC stuff there that I'm assuming would affect the case. I'm not sure. We would... I, I, if I were to hear that line, I would immediately become suspect, because that, that's, the, that's the kind of line that I, I would consider that to be maybe starting to go outside the bounds of what's fair. So we, uh, again, this is something I wasn't here for. I'm sure, Kay, uh, to hand the, the reins back over to you in a second. Apparently, we um, we got yelled at at E1 for not investigating a murder that happened in someone's backstory. Is that so, is am I right in saying that? I didn't hear about that one personally. Okay, but it, I, it sounds like the thing that would be very plausible one to come and waste our time with. So somebody somebody had their their brother was murdered in in their backstory, and they'd come to us and ask why we weren't investigating it. And part of something else that that um, should probably 
be taken into consideration more is that we are the anvil militia i'm i'm the captain of the anvil militia i'm not the the captain of the empire's militia um and although we get called into a lot of random different uh, jurisdictions to do a, a lot of different jobs we are the anvil militia and with it, in that case we i believe um the person was told i'm sure local militia is handling that aka that's none of our business yeah. you know if you want if you want this chased up further plot's going to be your best bet and even then i doubt they give you much of the time of the day um yeah. below the abstraction layer there are militia operating all over the empire in between events and we don't worry about 99% of all the stuff that goes on outside of anvil okay do you um <clears throat> do you keep a paper trail uh, is there a a, a, a lockbox full of all of the militia investigations and paperwork and all that stuff like does that exist or is it all transient <laughs> you're talking Grabs to the person clipboard. yeah you're talking to the person that has <laughs> uh, has digitized basically every single report uh that i'm yeah. aware of um, so yeah just in terms of what paperwork we have uh there is the case log which is a booklet that whenever we get a case reported all the case information goes into that log. Um, then every militia officer has a notebook. Um, this is mine, which I, I understand now that I've hold it, held this up. Nobody listening to the podcast can see my notebook. No, it's a weird but thing about me, podcasts. You can't see anything. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, every militia officer has a notebook that they uh, record their interviews, their case notes in. Um and then various other bits of paperwork, like I have a log of militia officers. And then after every trial, there is a court report written up. And those actually make it onto the wiki. So if you do a search for court reports on the wiki, you can hear about all the historical crimes that have happened. And get and read up on everything that's happened in the criminal history of the Empire. Some go. really interesting cases you, in there. You it's could, good you could um ask because i assume k has the spreadsheets at their computer you could yes. even just ask what questions like what nation commits the most crimes why is it the one? Oh, are you the person that, oh my god i love your stats oh my god i love them so yes. much it's the evidence that proves that navarra not the most murdery nation it's high yep. guard it's high guard yes. are the most murdery nation so I knew there was a reason I didn't like High Guard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we've all been looking for one, so uh, I, now I've, we've got it. I've definitely, I've definitely had a lot of like, um, not. I've never been. Uh, that's that's not true. I now seek not to be the kind of person that's like, Ugh, just nation, because that's kind of naff for the people in I, that nation. I'm so inconsistent uh, with my. Like uh, my relationship <laughs> yeah. with Dawn is either celebrating them completely as being like completely kick-ass and yelling glory and getting stuck in, fighting really well. To they're so ridiculous. Look at how pompous they are and all this stuff. It's like I I flip between the two because I genuinely actually quite like them and taking the piss out of them is quite fun sometimes. You know. Yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. oh sorry. So basically, I was just going to say that it was amazing how much uh, how many of my. Uh, my oh, I knew I didn't like that nations. The the chorus or like oh, I knew they were my favorite nation. So my favorite nation, as under as any, is the Imperial Orcs. And K, why is that? 
Because they do the least crime. Because there is the least amount of them. Um, or it's, uh, if, so if you want to take not, into account, say, the population of Navarre and then put that against uh, Highgard, um, that would mean that they're even less likely to commit crime. But the other way you could put it is these are convictions, right? Yeah, these are... So to summarise, for those who don't know... Um, what I do as my hobby, because I'm a nerd, is I go through all the court reports and put them into a spreadsheet. So I track different stats like what crimes are committed, what nation the people doing the crimes are, stuff like that. And then I do statistics on them. Um, so I get stats of who, do, what, what nations do the most crime. Uh, what nations do what kinds of crime like I've worked out who does the most religious crime for example which is and yeah um let me double check but I'm pretty sure it's the league yeah it's probably the league. Let, let me check so I'm not slandering them I think it's interesting that this is conviction right so effectively Navaris could be killing a whole bunch of people but are significantly better at getting away with it than Highguard are who are just like I have killed them here are my virtuous was... reasons why I have killed them and then they get there was, there was definitely a, a time in the militia um, where um, murder in the Navarre, oh God, how did it happen? Poison, we're not investigating that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <There's, laughs> hey, accidents know, happen trying, all the time in the woods. You know what I mean? Like sometimes to, you fall down on your sword and get stabbed 32 times. You know, it happens it all wasn't the time. Even, it wasn't even the stabbings. It was just poison, poison in the, poisoning in the Navarre. We're never going to be able to track that because... <laughs> Yeah, how do you how do you find a, someone that knows how to make poisons in the Navarre? You speak, you find the first breathing, talking person. Congratulations, <laughs> you've found someone in Navarre that knows how to make poison. I know. Yes, the league do do the most religious crimes. Other oh, league do. Um, yeah, I, I love it how like uh, a lot of the preconceptions as well are kind of blown away by the stats. There are some really mm -hmm. hilarious like you would not expect that nation to be responsible. Like I think High Garden murder genuinely don't yeah. actually Shot come me. together that much like in my mind i would never assume it's that nation um is uh, yeah. is that the is that based mostly on the iron confederacy incident? yes yes, yes i was about is. to ask yeah oh uh, so you're talking about um, outliers that have effectively bumped the stats over in certain ways yeah for sure no. the problem problem there uh, is because it was nine people or so yeah. Yeah. the unfortunate thing is the court reports are a limited data set so single incidents can sometimes introduce weird anom anomalies, but I think that's cool anyway. If you're interested in this, I've made a pamphlet of some of my stats and I sell it, so come find me. <laughs> Shameless plug. I actually uh, I actually think it's great. I think it's really, really fun. Especially since I'm I'm like like I'm one of those people that sometimes thinks like, wow, like wouldn't it be cool if I had like uh, a stat machine to work out how much fried chicken I had eaten in my life, for example, or how many times I'd pooped and other things like that, like how many hours I had set for, like in a computer game. So I'm a massive fan of like, who does commit the most crime? Where do those people come from? What type of crime they do? Um, how these stats are affected by giant blips in murder and things like that yeah i love it i think it's fantastic um also for people that are trying to win debates is just absolute fodder it's just oh, yeah. beautiful all of my prejudices are now backed up by maths yeah great <laughs> thanks Matt. you can you can you can tell why i'm so glad to have uh, k slash brain as my head of constat now. <laughs> I, I think this because... is one of the, the the best things about larp is like would I want to correlate all the different crimes and work out all of that? No, 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 no. 
No, if you made me do that, that would be like uh, uh, for a crime. Like I've done something terrible and you wanted to punish me for it. Whereas there's other people out there that love that shit and can kind of add to the game. And that's what's so great about Empire. So many people all bring in this kind of like weird, unique skill to the, whatever they have. Not I'm saying mm-hmm. that uh, stats is weird, by the way. Um, no, I'm well aware I have the nichest hobby in the world. I am, I am going to be the last person that complains about that, given the, <laughs> given the amount of help you've been for the militia. So, yeah, mm. it's, a, it's it's also I'm going to go off on a bit of a, a bit of a tangent here, um, mostly around the um, around the the ranks and roles, particularly those the the, the higher militia. Um, so, should we with... actually start oh. off with just explaining? The yes, ranks so that was that was that was what I was going to start with. So. Cool. Um, Starting off with you have deputy, so basic basic rank. Um, you've just joined the militia. Uh, you're probably going to undergo some training and un- under the watch of uh, ideally a, a constab, and they'll report back to us like, you know, hey, does this person seem ready? Yes, no, and if no, why not? Because um, we don't want to just turn people away. We want to be like, okay, if not, let's try and work on the why so we can help them. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord knows we need every capable officer we can get our grubby little mitts on. Um, Come join so then, us. then you've got the constables, which is basically the same. They're still, you know, still, if uh, there's a training module that they want to come and do, they're not going to be turned away because they're a constable and should know this already. If if a warrant officer wants to come and, uh, come and do the training module, we're more than happy to have them because learning is something you never stop doing and you might have done different things on your path to warrant officer than might have been um otherwise given in this training module so um constables are basically the same as deputies just with a badge they've, they've been they've been in the militia long enough to be trusted trusted that they're not going to disappear um so they've got a badge with a badge number so they they have a definitive if somebody challenges them and says are you really in the militia they can go Yep, here I am. Here's the badge that says so, and there's the number that you can go chase up with. Um, deputies is sort of, sort of similar, or sort of difficult in that case because they don't. Um, but as long as long as if any deputy listening to this gives their name, and we have that same name on our records, if somebody wants to come down, or you know, or so and so is pretending to be one, and then we could say no, they've. They're in our records. They're in the shop. <laughs> no, so no, no. That don't... that really crazy yeah. person was actually part of the militia. Don't worry. Uh, and uh, from then we go to warrant officers and warrant officers. Uh, it is so. Ideally, it is the it is the position of constables and deputies to um, push cases along in terms of getting the interviews done and trying to put together. Um, intel and, and evidence the warrant officers i more than likely have several cases going on at the same time so it's their job to try and to push the um the deputies and the constabs to make sure the work gets done and also to be the one at the top of it all basically going Aha, i think i can see a pattern here mm-hmm. um to be the one looking at all the evidence with a fresh set of eyes and with it all collated under one roof, go, right, okay, I think there is a definite case to answer here. Or there's a lot of nothing uh, dead ends here. Have we considered X, Y, Z? So the ideal thing is, is that they're there to supervise cases 
not so much to prosecute those cases. Yeah. Uh, and then, the other thing yeah. that a warrant officer does is liaising with the magistrate on a case. So every case has a warrant officer who's running it and also a magistrate who will eventually do the trial and also works with the warrant officer to check in. It goes both ways, keep both sides up to date on everything that's happening. And I assume, I assume, uh, Kay, that the you might be asked to speak in court, potentially? Yes. Yeah. Warrant officers will generally <clears throat> give evidence, um, basically explain what the militia's understanding of the case is at a trial. Yeah, I kind of had a, a cool thing last uh, event where I was um, uh, doing my ambassador stuff and basically a senator was going to go and do their thing in the Senate and I kind of had to brief them on what was happening. Mm -hmm. I, like from my, like I'm giving inverted commas here, like expertise, right? But the stuff I'd learned, <laughs> I tried to impart them. Um, I assume as a constable or a deputy, you're kind of doing that with your warrant officer before they go into court, which is kind of cool process, I imagine. Yeah. We and might yeah, certainly hope so, yeah. Uh, and the whole process of speaking in the trial is to make sure that the magistrate who's about to rule on the case knows as much information as possible before they make their ruling. Yeah, nice. Uh, what, what Can can the public go watch a court case? Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. what, do they happen they at are... set times or just an ad hoc, let's string them it's, down? It's, it's generally a case of do we have everyone in place, cool, let's go. Yeah. Um, because that's probably the nature of anything a lot, but as soon as you've got all the pieces in one place, the second you let let one of them go, you then everyone else then goes, and then you need to round them all up again. Mm. So they do tend to be rather ad hoc. Uh, with slightly more high-profile cases, um, there was a big treason case involving one of the Archmages years ago, and that had an explicit set time because it was well understood at, the, at that point that the Archmage wasn't just about to just said that same thing twice different ways now I know how do that's going to irritate someone how do you but that that was done at a set time how do you keep people under arrest right like so I'm talking like from a whole bunch of levels to this so when you arrest someone how does consent work how are they detained and then where do you keep them at that point okay so do you want to answer the, that yeah the golden yeah. rule is we don't keep people it's a, a key principle of imperial law is that we don't imprison anyone. If we're keeping any, anyone, we're probably keeping them while we're questioning someone or ideally just five minutes before their trial can start. Um, it's There is fluff explaining why we do it because we don't want to trap souls or whatever, but the real reason is that the, that person who's being detained is still paying to come and play in a LARP game and it's shit if they're just kept imprisoned for the whole weekend. So we there, there categorically also, don't do yeah, that. There, there's also some out-of-character legal foibles of how much right do we have, have to detain this person. So <laughs> that was why I said earlier we have the power of arrest but not necessarily the power of detainment. Yeah, I think yeah. like uh, in... Let me put it this way. If there was a LARP that was like a prison LARP and I knew what I was signing up for, amazing really really fun right i like i'm signing up for that experience right to give give away my rights and try and escape from the prison in whatever capacity this also sounds like a really good idea for a lot by the way um the uh but if i'm going to empire i, I fully understand sometimes that like our time is really precious there but also like yeah. the idea of just being stuck in one location for a long period of time uh without any agency 
just sucks. Mm-hmm. Like that's not really fun, yeah. right? Like um, I'm not here to kink shame, by the way. So if that's if I'm doing <laughs> that, I apologize. Well, that's the malicious job, so we'll take. What care king show? <laughs> yeah, you right. monsters! Leave those kinky people alone. <laughs> no, we must get them all. My kink is kink I, I, shaming people. That's why I joined the I, militia. I, 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 say, I say that that's that's far more um, the Inquisition's game. <laughs> <laughs> For Apologies. legal purposes, yeah. this is all a joke. Yes, uh, for, any, for any religious uh, inquis- uh, inquisitorial people listening to this. How do you... Where is the crossover the between Inquisition and Militia? So you deal with crimes, they deal with there, heresy? There generally right. isn't too much um, Militia so, crossover, but this yeah. is where... Yeah. yeah, to explain the process is... Religious crimes are the whole own separate category of crimes. So to get done for a religious crime, usually it'll start with an inquisition by the synod, although it doesn't necessarily have to. And then the synod put through a judgment of condemnation saying that we think you're a bad bad one and you've done heresy, blasphemy, idolatry, whatever. And once that's gone through... uh, that person will then come to a trial in front of a magistrate, and so the militia will be involved slightly with the logistics of this trial, but we don't do any investigation or anything like that for religious crimes. We're entirely been, there on the logistical yeah. side. It has and been then, known for us to help out, but it, it is yeah. very much a case of the, um, the, the religious, the synod people do their thing, and then it's handed over to the magistrates, yes. not the militia. And who and are then, who who? Oh, sorry, Kate. Come finish. You're not finished yet. Sorry. Yeah. The magistrates hold the trial, decide what the outcome is. So, magistrates are they players? Are they crew? How does they that work? They are crew. Yeah. Okay. So they they are they are crew, and um, they have sworn oaths on alien bonds um, to be incorruptible. So you can't bribe them. Um, you can't. You can't basically do anything that would be considered corruption with them, and that's purely from a game design point of view. But you, that they need, they need to be. But Peter, you can bribe the militia. Is that what I'm understanding from that statement? I mean, you can. You I, can I'm, try. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I do. I, I remember this is one of those events that stick in my head um, for a very long time. Um, I don't know if anybody here has played. Uh, a game called Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, I imagine some people listening to this might have done. Uh, but when you make really important decisions, the uh, dialogue wheel changes. And um, I remember a friend of mine um, who came along with another friend of mine who, who who had been playing a character in the militia until his unfortunate demise that morning. Um, and this chap came in and said, I think it was something to do with the, uh, the peace rock being broken, and he wanted a certain outcome to happen. And he just started uh, started talking to me. Like, Can't talk about any investigations in progress. And then he asked me, uh, how much would it cost to get X done? And he starts, starts pulling coins out of his coin purse. And I immediately see my mate, who's playing the, who's the extra militia guy, eyes wide, <laughs> takes a step back, and I'm just like, I had that dialogue wheel as plain as day right in front of my eyes. Like, do I be corrupt? 
<laughs> or do I do I stick on the straight and narrow? I'm gonna drag us back because we're several tangents deep at this point, but I do yes. remember where we we started, which was explaining the command structure yeah. of the militia, and we only got as far as warrant officer. That, that's that is true. That's true. I will just finish up finish off the, the story where I basically said, uh, however much is in your hand is not enough. So I made the decision to try and be uh, to tr to try and be the uh, straight and narrow officer, um, and. Um, and I just said, you've got 30 seconds to leave the hub. And he said, but I've got business in here. Like, you can come straight back in. You're leaving the hub right now. <laughs> and he, I was like, but, but my business, like, you can come straight back in, but you're leaving now. And uh, he left and he spent five seconds just hovering at the edge of the uh, edge of the hub, um, looking a bit crestfallen, like glared at him and then just not, you know, nodded my head. <laughs> he came back in. And that was the last time I got tried to get bribed with money, at least. Uh, I can say nothing about cake. Um, <laughs> but in regards to the command structure, um, so we've got... Um, oh, how coy do I want to be with this? Um, I won't mention too much about what this particular role does, but we had, have um, our head of intelligence, and it's their job to have a group of confidential informants not snitches. snitches. Yeah, okay. No, no confidential informants. Okay. Um, and you know, to basically run deep cover operations and the like. Um, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot I don't necessarily understand about what their exact role is, and that is by choice. I've done that deliberately in character. Um and and this is another point I'll get on to. Um so then we've got the head of Constab. Um portrayed here Hello. by the heroic Bren. Um, and um, I would say it was their job to kind of keep track of things, make sure that the, con the constabs and the deputies have got their heads on straight, that they've got they've got leads to yeah. follow, that they've got jobs to be doing. Yeah, at, at the moment what I do is I'm, I've made myself kind of the centre point that everyone comes and reports new crimes to, and I hand them out to warrant officers to go and investigate and I also do a load of other paperwork keeping track of who we've actually got working for us. I I'm the paperwork paperwork hub of the militia, I think is fair to say. So and that is that is exactly what I set up and not set up but started doing when I became head of constab. So I, mm -hmm. I became uh, most of the past few captain captains came to the captainship through the head the head of Intel role. Whereas I came through as the head of Constab, um, I don't know if that will change in the future. Uh, may may do, may not do. But, um, but yes, before we yeah. move on to the next role, because there's a role that has come into play very yes, recently. I don't know much about this role, so I'm, I'm yes. happy to hear about it. So we have a brand new role in the militia as part of the senior management team called the Sergeant at Arms, um, who is basically our resident fighter who will come and get people tooled up to protect us if we think that someone might come and want to assassinate a load of us militia or sometimes if we're going out on skirmishes to do militia things which we get sometimes oh, they'll be in charge of organizing those that's a really interesting thing that you have a person whose entire role is to protect militia people um when you don't do that for general citizenry just an observation well, I mean, but, uh, if, very interesting if, uh, very interesting 
if you want to put in the hard work and join and and you know join the militia, you too can get these benefits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I the I, nothing came through in the mic, but nothing needed to. I think that the facial con- expression conveyed everything. Fucking there. militia. Fucking militia. Um, sorry, K, I was interrupting then, you there. Or was it Peter? Yeah, was? sorry. I don't, I don't know. Okay, did you have anything else you wanted to say about No, this? that's pretty much what the Sergeant of Arms, at Arms does. It's um, an extremely new position, only came yes. into effect at E2, and we're currently recording this between E2 and E3, so it hasn't even seen a second event yet, okay, so it don't, may evolve. Don't date we'll the episodes, to it's going to be a nightmare for me now, I have to release <laughs> oh, it. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> it's no, fine. I'm just I'm clarifying I'm in case you do release it later, yeah. it's fine. So, um, and then finally at the top, you have uh, the person to blame, aka the captain. Uh, so, this is currently being um, portrayed by um, per somebody who the character is Asher, um, and they are the acting captain. They were the previous head of Constab, um, and hopefully, um, when, when I return at E3, uh, touch wood, um, they will slide into the role of assistant captain rather than acting captain and it is my hope that each of the um senior management roles gets an assistant x xyz kind of thing it's not that we're looking to create new roles apart from the sergeant at arms that's something that it, i i didn't expect to uh to come into force it wasn't a part of like any of the um and i do say this with, with quotation marks reforms that i had in mind it was nothing i planned i was just told and went yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Good, good effort. Um, there was a need, and so we filled the exactly. need. Exactly. Um, and the idea is is that rather than trying to create new jobs, we're just trying to spread the workload of the jobs that already exist. Um, and I'll mention this before I go to the captain, because um, good God, is that an ill-defined role? <laughs> um, and there's been a lot of times where. I felt as if I needed need to step away, even just to go and get lunch, that I felt that just because I wasn't in the hub, I was kind of abandoning the militia. So knowing that there is somebody there that is able to act in my stead and that knows the job to act in my stead, that would take a huge weight off of my shoulders and enable me to do things. And I would hope everyone um, in the SMT to be able to go off and actually enjoy some some of their nation's custom uh, custom things because I I've never been to any um, any big or as any festivals and that's always really kind of um, I always kind of go, oh that was that was that was this weekend I missed that <laughs> yeah I, I, um, I make a joke sometimes that my militia is re- that my nation is really yeah. the militia absolutely but to some extent it's not much of a joke because i spend way more time with the militia than i do my own nation i would 100 percent agree the militia feel yeah. like um like i was saying before they feel like an embattled like uh like i i said the analogy earlier about them being like your roman soldiers in turkey in the first outposts away from rome that you can possibly get and that's how the militia feel they're uh they're an embattled group they know what they're doing. They have a tough job. No one, sh- no one appreciates them. No one's like, "Hey, militia, thank you so much." Oh, hello, officer. It's great to see you. Like that. That is, yeah. If that's ever said, it's usually and, in a sarcastic manner. Um, and like, I, I'm just, I'm just going to come right out on and uh, grab this ball by the by the horns. I'm just going to say, like, you can hate us in character as much as you like. 
you know, that's fair enough. Mm. Um, but I just, all I'm going to say is that just realize that the job that we've got with the tools we have um, is very much a square peg round hole territory. Yeah, but all, all, all we is a pillow. But isn't the game designed that way, right? Like, I think the, the, the fellowship that you have inside the militia is really cool. Like, I'm, I'm talking completely as a player now. Is... I'm dropping all the act, right? Like, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. take the piss yeah. out of the militia anymore. It's like. Um, that comradeship that comes off that was really cool. Is, there's a lot of um, when people are communicating. There's a lot of uh, you can tell when people are close by the way they communicate. Sometimes instead of having to over-explain stuff, they'll use one or two things. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this kind of uh, shorthand that militia people do when they talk to each other about what's happening is yeah. just fucking cool. Um, it's a really oh. inclusive part of the game as well, from what I understand. Sorry, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all all my characters' best friends are fellow militia members. Yeah, same. It's uh, it's a it's, really nice close knit group, and and it is a really nice close knit group that's so diverse within the nations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I find I find that I I can't really readily off the top of my head find any kind of organization that exists at Empire where so many people from so many different nations will be working together without any hint of hostility because it, everybody's in the same boat. It's not quite like military council or synod where there is an agenda and everybody's got their own. Um, not to uh, car shade upon those particular institutions, um, but everybody in the militia, for the most part, I'm sure that might, there was going to be some interesting figures among them. Yeah. Um, we but, but there's not the zero internal doing. conflict. But yeah, absolutely. It, it's I've, very much all cool, Lucy. Don't worry. I, I've I've had I've had a punch up with an officer in front of a magistrate, <laughs> but we both agreed to it, so it was fine. It was, and it was mostly just a stress relieving uh, thing. Then a... there are different parts of the game that you can get into. Like I find ritual magic kind of interesting because one of the only aspects of the game that is truly non PvP, or at least uh, closely PvP, right? Like you can have like. You could argue you have political conversations about organizing a group, which you have in any group, right? Um, but one of the least PvP, as opposed to, say, a senator. A senator, you are literally putting yourself in the line of fire of everybody around you. I think the militia, um, you are putting yourself out there. You are going to be the fuzz. You are going to yep. be the police and everything that comes along with that. Um, but at the same time, there's a a bond and a fellowship that comes from that. And and basically I think there's the, just, just even the conversation that we've had here, the idea of being a new deputy on the beat, uh, you go for your trial, you get given the green light, you get given your badge, you're now a constable, you can go out there and hit the mean streets and try and solve crime if you can. If you don't find that exciting, then you're fucking crazy. Like that sounds really yeah. fucking fun, right? Like um, you're going to go and introduce yourself to a whole bunch of people. You're going to go to places that you never thought you'd go. You'll have to go and interact with nations that you don't know. You have to go and make really serious bonds with people that might potentially mm-hmm. sell out their nation or people that they know to the militia. Like it's all fucking great game, right? Yeah. As much as I talk about like how difficult a job we have, there's a reason I do it, and I do it because it's awesome, and a large part of that is because of the other people who are in the militia who are all awesome. If any of you are listening, I love you all. You make my game amazing. And and that's and that's part of it. There's there are so many moments where you just sat there going, 
why are you doing this? And then one brilliant moment will come along. Um, so, for example, it was the event I made captain. Um, and uh, I think I should probably explain what the captain does after this as well. Because <laughs> yes. uh, Lord knows we've been on Tangent City. Um, and we were just sat around talking about what crimes would we commit if we thought we could get away with it. And that was one of the first things we did. And it was just like all of a bunch of warrant officers and a couple of constables just sat around the militia desk, just just chilling, just having fun. You know, we weren't scrabbling to get any cases solved. We weren't uh, rushing to, to the beck and call of any magistrates. We were just sat there being able to bond. And that that was what made it so awesome. And uh, now for the interesting part, I need to describe my job. Um, yes. What do you um, do? <laughs> what I do is I I'm the ideas person, and what I do is I currently sit in the medical wing of my of my spire and send letters out in the vague hope that people listen to them. Um, well, but when I'm on the field, when I'm on the field, um, so I would consider the captain's role PR and politics, um, and also um, the kind of top-down reforms kind of ideas person. The the way I look at it, the higher up in the militia go you go, the more you are beholden to those beneath you. So as captain, I consider it my job to make sure that the officers have an easier time of things as possible. And so I will try and do things on, on and off the field to make sure that happens. So for example, big thing that's going on at the, at the moment, sorry, excuse me, is uh, the issue of militia pay. And we do have a, some form of payment system in um, the the magistra magisterial prize board, which is, I must admit, a much better idea than any of us expected it to be, <laughs> um, which has been quite a, quite a nice surprise. Um, but I would consider it the captain's job to basically go out and find some senators, as I have done it, and basically go, well, you know, prosperity and all that. They've said we should get paid. Can we get something put through Senate that would let us get paid? Um, and then it's just a question of logistics, which is again, um, what would you have us would... take our valuable and small coffers from to pay for a job that's already being done? That's uh, well, I think uh, would it improve quality to... though? Would it keep citizens safer? I mean, well, well, you know, I guess we'd have to have that conversation. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> would, and I would love to have it on the field. Absolutely, I want to dive, Peter. I want to dive straight into well. like IC conversation it's, it's been, and go blow for blow with you. I think it'll be an amazing been, chat. Like, it's so been, good. It's been an actual year, so like like forgetting COVID. Uh, well, actually, if you want to include COVID, E three this year is going to be three years for me since I've stepped foot on on an Empire field. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, are you Surgery ready? I don't know. I was about to say, like, do you want to like hold off going like blow for blow? So, people? No, 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 no. Now um, I can, yeah, um, Peter. We can, we can smell our own. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, yeah. I, it's uh, it's one of the things I really love about Empire is um, like me and you, OC, Dave, and Peter, and, and Kay, right? Can all talk about this stuff and have fun and all this stuff like yeah. this. Yeah. But absolutely ding dong. In fact, <laughs> the best uh things at Empire are the things that don't have like a clear, obvious solution, right? Something that is a bit more complex yeah. than that is like. Should we play the militia? Well, what's your experience with militia? Do you like the militia? Do you think they'll do a better job than militia? Where would the money come from if you were going to play for militia? Really great game. Really fun. And I think, yeah. like like you said, prosperity, such a good yeah. argument. 
c'est magnifique. Yeah. Um, really nice. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's the one thing that I've got to beat this argument to death with. Prosperity said so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like it's one of those things that um, when you're debating a lot, you're like, there's certain arguments that you're like, this is my iron hold, my one thing I can charge forward with and actually hold the conversation with. The rest of it will be battered away, but there's oh, one thing. Um, Prosperity, bam. Part of the beauty of being an Urizeni is debate is is our half magic. So, you know, I've <laughs> over the years I've gotten pretty good at you know quippy comebacks and the like, mm. and I'm sure <laughs> the K would be uh, the, the amount of times I've uh, said things to magistrates I should not have said, but somehow got away with. <laughs> no, you got to do it. Um, listen, um, we've been talking but, for. I've just literally looked at the oh clock and seen how long we've been recording for. So uh, I'm gonna have yeah. to be the the bad guy and be like, hey, no, let's fine. wrap that's up fine. with some like. Um, uh, 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 Peter, why don't you start any f closing statements, things you want to just pass sure. on before we go? Um, I, I would say that the militia is quite often um, a lot of work for not a lot of uh, results. Um, and I know that that might, may sound like an incredibly poor uh, place to start trying to sell uh, the militia, but I will say that the people that I have met, the friends I have made of all different stripes and walks of life, uh, to come into a part of the game where everybody in, involved in it is being proactive. And this isn't to knock anybody that comes comes to Empire to sit around with their mates and drink and then go fight and then come back and start drinking with their mates. If that's what you want to do with your weekend, more power to you. I wish I had the time to do that. Um, but just to be involved with a game that is proactive from the bottom up is just so wonderful. Because everyone else you meet in that game is being proactive with you uh, or against you. And that, that's also part of the fun. Um, the other thing I would say is it takes an awful lot of social, real life skills. And um, the best advice I can give to anyone that might be struggling with it, and this is advice I've gotten from every captain, and every time I've heard it, I've gone, nah, that's, 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 that's BS. It's fake it until you make it fake the confidence until you make it because as what's happened with me and Laurentius, um, I've just gone, Oh, I don't need to go. Oh, or I hope the magistrates have got my back on this, but I'm really like, I'm the captain. I know, I know they've got my back on this or I'm a warrant officer. I know they've got, uh, they've got my back on this. At some point it just becomes natural. And mm -hmm. I know that trying to say that to a hobby with quite a large amount of people with social anxiety and I'm, I'm one of them. Um, might sound ridiculous i promise it once it kicks in it makes all the sense in the world Pe and i hope everyone out there finds that peter i i wholeheartedly agree with both points i think they're both absolutely outrageously good like uh if you don't take anything else away from this then th both those points were really well put and i uh i agree completely um okay Thank you very uh, much. tough act to follow uh any closing statements <laughs> i i just thought i'd just briefly share my own experience with the militia so I came into the game with no idea what I wanted to do, no idea what I was doing, and half an hour into the game, I came and joined the militia, and I have not regretted it. It's introduced me to the game in such a brilliant, wonderful way, and I honestly don't know what I'd do without the militia. My game would be so different. I love what I do at Empire. I think it's amazing, and it's all thanks to the militia, so... This just goes out to anyone who wants to try out Empire but doesn't know what to do. 
consider coming to the militia because it's a really great game and a really good way to discover what the game has to offer mm. yeah absolutely yeah hype yeah uh from starting this conversation with uh a, a general hostility like oc not ic to uh <laughs> think, like i would love to spend like some time being a militia person and kind of like getting out there and and learning some skills by the way like some actual like hard skills would be pretty fucking cool oh yeah um I, I didn't get the chance to tell the story of how I diffused a, um, a Navari um, angry mob by just walking into the middle of the game. Oh, what's, the, what's going on here? <laughs> We're a scary looking amazing, bunch, you know? Um... It's, it's amazing how far you'll get before somebody says, wait, who are you? And then at that point, you can just go, oh, I'm the captain of the militia. And that's and that's the point I... where you... You've got people, like, but yeah. OC, uh... OC, I've never been beaten up. Okay, like it's I, I talk, I, especially when I was younger, I used to talk a lot of shit. And um, one of the things that it's it's one of the amazing talents that you should definitely pick up is no one's gonna kick your ass if they're laughing, right? If they're smiling and having a nice yeah. time, then uh, you can really diffuse things and distract people from what their actions are. So yeah, I mean, um, I, I think the militia is a like I was talking about earlier is a great asset to the game generally, but also a really great place for people that are looking for that specific type of game and a, and a, and a, and a, a community like a, like a fellowship, like I was saying before. Really yeah. great place to start. Yeah. Um, really great place to learn. Um, you'll also learn, I assume, very quickly about uh, who the movers and shakers are. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you kind of get a bit of an understanding. One, one thing I would also I would also say is that to anybody listening that's, that's maybe considering joining that isn't sure or is a, a new officer that isn't sure if if you're if you get to the point where you try it out and you say this is a lot i'm not sure it's for me just talk to us you know we'd yeah. much rather we want to help everyone um and like i said the social anxiety the imposter syndrome it gets the best of all of us and that's mm -hmm. why fake it till you make it thing is, is such an important I'll tell piece you, of advice i'll tell you one thing that i found good about empire is um task so anxiety is a thing and i'm not this is an answer for everyone anxiety ranges and a whole mm -hmm. bunch of stuff uh tasks can often be very very good in motivating you to kind of overcome stuff so i've had to kind of speak to a whole bunch of different groups i've had to do a whole bunch of stuff, stuff i really struggled with when i first joined at empire but because of my position um i'm having to do it and my proxies are having to do the same thing so i think something about the role of maybe being in the militia is um having to do those things yeah. i feel kind of Absolutely. irresponsible talking about that now but i think that is a thing right like, no. I, I, will... I i can speak personally i came into the game as a very socially anxious young person and within within less than two years i see within less than however long it is with the longest dark oc i have gained so much confidence in large part thanks to the militia it's really good it doesn't work for everyone but it's really helped me and yeah it's the militia has had so much impact on me out of character as well as in character yeah oh yeah it really has sorry Peter. the militia has also definitely changed changed who i am uh, as a person mm -hmm. for the better in terms of confidence and, and 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 anxiety and all that and you know it's always there it's still there but these days rather than go oh, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, Empress, I need you to come with me. You're under arrest for assault. I can walk into a group of armed thugs and go, all right, Chuck Fox, what's going on in here then? <laughs> and it's, it's again, if they're laughing, they're not stabbing you. That being said, I'm not sure I'm condoning uh, walking into a 
bunch of arm thugs and calling them a bunch of chuckle thugs. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> that's the nice thing about LARP, right? Like in our, yeah. in our regular world, we're so constantly afraid of like, uh, well, maybe not everyone, but like uh, repercussions for our actions, right? Like being perceived the wrong way, having offended someone, all these stuff that kind of like drive that anxiety machine. The nice thing about Empire is, yeah, these are things, but most people will be like, it's IC. Like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not yelling at Dornish nobles in a field because I have any problem with the players or anything like this, right? Because it's game. And having that conflict yeah. can sometimes be really fun. And being able to be comfortable in conflict as well is also really healthy. Um, maybe not full real-world conflict, but at least uh, buffering against the edges of where your comfortable nature is like is, is very healthy, in my opinion. But um, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, all of this, massive caveat. If you have mental health problems that you're really struggling with go seek professional help phone up the nhs or wherever you live like go do that thing there are some problems that you will have to not have to uh again very delicately have to talk about this um therapy's great go do that larp is mm-hmm. another thing that you can do that is really really healthy for your mental state um but yeah cool anyway it's an addition it's just really hardcore hell yeah therapy. it's an addition not a replacement that's a really great way to put it um right i'm gonna yeah. close it down because literally we uh this is uh, by the way congratulations for winning the record for hey why don't we do an episode and we'll record it tonight like literally it was (laughs) like hey uh militia episode would be really cool um uh, peter literally the pros uh, i spoke to peter in 2018 i think 2019 a few years ago now and like we missed each other i missed his response to my message and all this stuff so it was like hey let's do it and immediately like so hey i really appreciate the short notice um hopefully you listeners have got something out of this and uh potentially want to join the fuzz the big five oh uh the pigs um yeah yeah we'd love to have you just go on carrying a little bit of spare weight around the middle doesn't he he's caught us hey man i think we all have that now all of us i mean jesus i'm dad bodding up right now with pride um yeah um i don't have any kids either i just just want to say thank you um i just want to say thank you for having us on and thank you for being so understanding of of our i don't want to call them problems but you know of the of the jobs we have to do and how not straightforward they are hey, it's, I, I, it's nice to and i think this is one yeah, thing like i was talking about earlier like the the militia job is a thankless task on a lot from the general citizenry um it's a tough job it's a, a wonderful valuable asset to the game um i thank you so much for your time i think it's absolutely brilliant um in game no i will 100 percent shit on the militia and have a really complicated relationship with you but oc uh thank you for your service basically um That's fine. i want to say thank you very much to both of you for being on uh thank you very much to our patrons thank you very much for having us uh yeah <laughs> uh, uh, indeed thank you, yeah thank you very much to our patrons who are long suffering with zero um benefits from being a patron we really appreciate you uh supporting us um and we hope that you have a wonderful time and staying safe um we'll join you next time for another episode which could be anything uh find out soon well, i tell i tell you what we've definitely got plenty more stories of weird and wonderful bullshit if, is there uh, is there like if you'll have us back is there like a militia expression or catchphrase or motto um i think it i think the general uh general oh yeah uh, k, k now has okay uh, that's, we'll do that's... it on free okay together Three, yeah. oh, sorry, three, two, one. That's, That's illegal. illegal. <laughs>
That's illegal. And, and and like one of the other things is it's always been known that the, the last words of any militia officer will be thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you. Cool. All right. Thanks God, for listening. Thanks for being on. Uh, yeah. We'll do it all again soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Really. Bye.